Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Is it Friday yet? Getting close. And hopefully, uh, Jor and I will be together with DJ next week. Same time, same channel, 3 to 6. Jor has been filling in this week from 9 to noon. I miss her. I know you miss her. And uh, she's doing okay. She's hanging in there. One day at a time. By the way, we should review what's happening tomorrow. A big sports day. And uh, we got you covered here at Odyssey between the Wolf and between CCO. The Wolves tomorrow make or break. 7.30 pregame, 8 o'clock tip-off at Target Center for game number 6. That game, the Wolves game tomorrow, will be on CCO and on the Odyssey app on WCCO2. The Twins taking on Tampa, 5.30 pregame, 6.10 first pitch on the Wolf, 102.9, and WCCO's main channel on the Odyssey app. You got that, DJ? Do you have that figured out? Yeah? Yeah, I think Writing so. that down? How do I, so if I get my radio on one and then the computer on the other and the smartphone on, I'm, I'm confused now. Yeah, well, you, I think the key is the smart speakers. The smart speakers oh. really do simplify so, everything. So you go into one room and ask it to play one game and another room and ask it to play the other game. And then you've got both of them going and you just go back and forth. Well, you, well yeah, you, you could even have them side by side. You just listen cool. to both play-by-plays at the same time? Yeah. I don't advise that. I think you'd give yourself a seizure. It's just like stereo sports. <laughs> did you ever do that like um, before NFL ticket or whatever? Did you ever have like two TVs stacked on top of each other so you could monitor both games on a Sunday? I had a library. I had a, like a study with four te- little television yeah, sets yeah. all grouped together. Okay. Because gr- growing up and working in television, a lot of the news directors – at the various TV stations, you know, they would watch all of the competition. Oh, what's Channel 4 doing? Sure, what's sure. Channel 5? What's Channel 9 doing? So they, you know, they were staring at four sets. And I thought, well, that would be cool for sports. You know, I don't care that much. I mean, I care about the news, but I'm not going to sit there and watch four news stations. Thank you. No, thank you. But four different games at once, especially college football or, mm. you know, yeah. I had a buddy who would take off a bunch of work in March to watch March Madness, and he would do that. I went over to his He took off work, really? He'd he take took off, off work wow. to watch That's the hardcore. Thursday, Friday March Madness games, and he would have like two computers and two TVs so he could watch all of the games all at one time. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I remember the picture in a picture, which has oh, which kind of yeah. went away. I don't know what why that didn't stick around, because I thought it was pretty cool. But yeah. you could move the... The little window all yep. around the set. And, and you can kind of monitor, and then yeah. you see something happen, and you click back over to that one. Yeah. I don't know what ha- Why? Pip. Picture in picture. I think we should bring that to radio. So you just you hear really softly, like yeah. Corey Provis in the back of the Timberwolves broadcast. And then when you hear him say, fly ball, deep center field, you can click over, and then you hear that one loud. Right. When If 
if there's artificial intelligence, if it can measure the tenor of Corey's voice, if he's excited, that that then I want that volume up all or the way. You and I could stay here during both of the games and like switch for people, and we just monitor which one's more exciting and go back and forth. see. But, but then, I'm free tomorrow night. Are you? Well, <laughs> Friday evening. Uh, Hey, coming up, we're going to be talking about the FDA banning menthol cigarettes. Holy cow. And road rage. And I fear I have a bit of road rage. Hopefully it won't come out this evening. Uh, We got an Amazon package delivered to us via the U.S. mail. And it's dog food. We didn't order it. The address, you know, was all wrong. I don't know how it wound up at our place. And I went to return it to the post office, my local post office, and it's closed because of asbestos. They're doing asbestos remediation. They're, apparently, they found asbestos in the floor, so they have to rip everything up, and post office is closed. So I'm going to drop this package off at this person's house in Chanhassen this evening. I'm, I'm going to be an Amazon delivery driver this evening and hope I don't get shot. So I'm just I'm just telling you just in case this goes south. But I'm I'm going to take it upon myself to deliver this package. You really think that's a wise thing to do? Well, you can do anything. Is it a, is it a neighbor? No. No, it's some it's an address in Chan. Well, you have a dog? I do, but I'm not going to take somebody else's dog food. Oh, I would just take it and use it. No, DJ, you're a good Christian man. Why, why well, you... I am, but the, it's it's you know for you to go deliver it, you're wasting your time and gas, and and they're gonna get it and they're gonna go. Well, I don't know who delivered this. It's late, and Amazon probably already replaced it. It's just they've already written it off as a loss. You might as well use it and put it to good use. It's a matter of principle now. Mm. I am going to make sure. Yeah, the principle is you're gonna waste time and well, it's money. It's kind of on the way home. And I'm curious. I, I want to go up to the door, knock on the door. and Are you really going to introduce yourself? Yeah. Say hi? Yeah. But instead of the publisher's clearinghouse, hey, yeah. you just won $50 million. Okay. Hey, you're going to dog food. You're going to videotape that though, right? No, I'm not going to Yes, videotape. come on. No, that's I'm so self-serving. No, 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 no. <laughs> just want to freak somebody out. Hi, I'm Paul. I got your dog food. <laughs> hey, you want a forecast? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, again, you can do anything once. When we come back, the FDA banning menthol cigarettes. Why menthol? And is it going to help? We'll talk to an expert next. Paul here. There's so much I'm not proud of. I'm amazed I'm still alive. I mean, I did dumb stuff like most people. I I smoked, and I, I remember I smoked menthol cigarettes, cool cigarettes. Uh, thankfully, I was able to quit. In fact, a long time ago, wanted to make sure I wasn't smoking by the time I had kids. But um, look, it's it's still a problem. Menthol cigarettes have been heavily marketed to African-Americans with devastating impacts. I did not realize this, but African-American men have the highest rates of lung cancer in the United States, this according to the CDC. The reason we're talking about this, the FDA announced today a plan to ban sales of menthol-flavored cigarettes in the United States. And with us to get some perspective on this, is it going to work? Is it going to help? Jen Cash 
from the Minnesota Department of Health, the statewide commercial tobacco cessation supervisor. Very impressive title. Jen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for joining us. What was your reaction when you heard this announcement from the FDA? Well, I will tell you, it's been something that we've been anticipating for some time. Uh, So, you know, today is the day uh, that they have rolled it out. And, you know, I think it brings a lot of attention to, as you said, uh, the issue and the communities that are most impacted by by menthol use. And, you know, that is our African-American communities, but also um, American Indian communities, LGBTQ communities. Uh, youth are impacted by menthol, very attracted to menthol. Hmm. Um, and also, you know, communities of folks experiencing mental illness. Uh, so there are a lot of folks who um, are, are disproportionately impacted by, by menthol tobacco products. So, Jen, menthol is a chemical. It, it's derived from the mint plant. And it can also be made in a lab, chemically. And it's included, it's put into cigarettes to make smoking, correct me if I'm wrong, a little less harsh. It's got that cool sensation in your throat and in your lungs. I remember that that sensation. I, I had no idea that uh, almost 85% of African-American smokers use menthol cigarettes. Among white smokers, 29%. And again, right. is is the issue that you if if you have that cool sensation in your lungs and in your throat, you tend to smoke more and therefore at greater risk of of cancer and other maladies from smoking. You know, one of the things we know about about menthol, as you said, it does uh, it does make uh, the product smoother, and uh, but it is also a more addictive substance, and so the the menthol combined with nicotine in the brain creates uh, more of an addiction and makes it harder to quit. Yeah, I I did not. That's the first time somebody has explained that. I thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And so what, you know, it's a concern because of the appeal. um, The fact that menthol does make it easier uh, in some ways for folks to, to, to smoke, to start smoking. So it's appealing to new smokers and young smokers. Um, But then also it, keeps people smoking. So, you know, what, what, what Minnesota or the Department of Health uh, has available is a program that can actually help people. And we have uh, coaches that folks can call and talk to who are trained to address menthol use. Um, and so, you know, with the combination of, of talking to a coach uh, and using a quit medication, um, you know, folks are twice as likely to be successful in quitting if they go that route. Um, you know, we have other services, too, for folks. They can just uh, chat live with a coach. Um, they can text with a coach. Uh, and they can visit our website at uh, quitpartnermn.com or call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. And that's free. It's free for all Minnesotans to, to call and wow. use that service. Yep. Give that, give that website one more time. Is there a phone number you can give, or should they go to the website? They can do both, Paul. Um, if, it, if it's comfortable to use the phone, a lot of folks just want to pick up the phone. It's 1-800-QUIT-NOW, and that'll connect folks directly to uh, the what we call the quit line, and it's a live 
person to talk to them and enroll them in the program. Other folks, you know, like to use their smartphone and just access the, the, the mobile site on your phone, which is um, quitpartnermn.com. If you go there, just search on your web browser, all the services are available and you can click to enroll. You can click to talk to somebody live. It's, it's really, really quite easy to access. Jen, I'm, I'm curious because some people are going to wave the freedom flag. I, you know, I have the freedom to poison myself slowly. And I guess in America you do. But um, I'm curious, and I don't know the details with the FDA if they're going to be putting pressure on the cigarette manufacturers. If you ban something, history shows it increases the allure, right? It makes it even more desirable. Hey, do you have any menthol cigarettes? Don't you think somebody's going to be providing that demand? Well, I think what we have seen is that if, um, you know, and, and there's been a lot of work on, on the local level and in communities um, working on, at various degrees to uh, put some of these restrictions in place. And, and what we do see is that, you know, by reducing that, um, that accessibility, you, you kind of decrease the likelihood that folks that maybe aren't smokers now would, would experiment with menthol if it wasn't available. Because uh, okay. um, sometimes, you know, that's that entry to then uh, progressing to regular smoking. So we, we think that there will be, you know, less of an appeal if it's not there uh, and less of that uptake. Um, and, and again, also, I think then increasing uh, people who have been using uh, menthol products, right. hopefully increasing their interest in cessation and quitting. Well, I sure hope so. Last question, Jen, and thank you. This has been uh, very informative. During the pandemic, with everybody's stress level going through the roof and the sense of paranoia and anxiety, did smoking go up during the pandemic? Do we have any data yet? You know, it's interesting, Paul, because it's something that we we wanted to learn about um, and and tried to collect some information really quickly. You know, as soon as the pandemic hit, we were concerned. And in fact, uh, we did see fewer people accessing quit lines and calling. So nationally, that happened. The volume was lower. Um, it has it has started to pick back up, which is a good sign. And while we did we we interviewed folks and asked them uh and they said yes the pandemic was impacting their um their smoking so people did report smoking more but at the same time they reported being more interested in quitting because of the impact that that covid-19 has had on folks who who smoke so you know both things are true which is interesting Absolutely. I know the Nicorette gum helped me when I was trying to wean. And I, I was not a heavy smoker. I smoked a little bit back in the 80s and, and the 90s, but the, the gum kind of helped me phase it out entirely. And uh, Well, I do. Yeah, I do want to say that uh, that's a, called a nicotine replacement therapy. And, right. and there are three versions of that that we offer at our service, which is either the patch or the gum mm-hmm. or there's a lozenge. And, you know, doing, using one of those quit medications in conjunction with just talking to somebody, a coach, uh, and, and going through that process 
together those things make you twice as likely to be successful. So, yeah, we really want to encourage folks to try that out. Awesome. Give me the website one more time, Jen. Absolutely. It's quitpartnermn.com. That's easy enough. I sure appreciate you coming on and talking about menthol cigarettes and quitting and trying to live a healthier life. All of us want to see our kids and our grandkids grow up. And, you know, there are some things you can do to uh, increase the odds. Jen Cash, supervisor of the Minnesota Statewide Commercial Tobacco Cessation Unit. We sure appreciate you and your team. And thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you. So I think I have a little bit of road rage. Do you ever do you ever have road rage? Do you get more than annoyed? I mean, to the point where you're acting out, you're doing things in your vehicle you wouldn't dream of doing in your living room. I know I've, I've got a I've got a touch of that, more than a touch. My wife tells me I've got some issues. <laughs> True. When we come back, we're going to talk about the uptick in road rage during this pandemic. What is going on? And what should you do if somebody behind you or beside you is enraged and taking out their anxiety? They're worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Anger their mental illness on you when we come back. What you need to know about road rage. Paul, back with you. Jordana, back next week at this time. You can catch her tomorrow morning, 9 to noon. DJ hanging out with me, making sure I I don't have radio rage. <laughs> Unsu- Unsuccessful. Would that be a good thing? Radio yep. rage? You would ever, that uh, be good for ratings? Throwing right? your headset across the room or anything? I like have that? not done that, no. But on the highway, in my car, when people cut me off, I know I should take a deep breath and and just let it go, right? Just let it go, Paul. I think I have I, I have a problem. With road rage and people who act like a-holes on the highways. I, I do. And I know I'm not going to be able to change that individual. I try to stay out of their way. Sometimes you can't stay out of their way. Last year, listen to this, the worst year on record for road rage shootings in the United States. According to an organization that has been tracking this, Every Town for Gun Safety. More than 500 people were shot and either wounded or killed in more than 700 incidents around the nation. Monthly average, 44 people killed or wounded by gunfire on the highways. That's double the number 
in 2019. It's like the Wild West out there. More of us have weapons. More of us, um, you know, have firearms. And with the pandemic, it just seems like, you know, that pushed a lot of people over the edge. What is going on? Leo, uh, Leah Condis is a volunteer with the Minnesota chapter of Moms Demand Action. And she's joining us today on CCO on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Leah, good to have you here. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate the opportunity. Sure. I I mean, and again, we're coming at this from the angle of road rage and how to know if you have a problem. Does Paul have a problem? And what to do about it if, if you feel threatened? I mean, so often we get people tailgating and it just seems like people are more aggressive on the highways than ever. What has been your experience, and and from a high level, what advice do you have for listeners? Yeah, well, um, as you said in your opening comments, we have seen a national increase in shooting during the pandemic, um, and this increase has played out on our streets and highways, too. Um, you know, driving disputes aren't uncommon in other countries, but only in the United States is someone shot and injured or killed every 17 hours in a road rage incident. Um, and the difference is clear, which is easy access to guns. Right. No, I, look, there are more guns out there, obviously. And, and I think the pandemic, I mean, the mother of stressors, right, with um – Right. And and fewer cars on the highways so people could drive faster and take take more chances. Um how let me let me start this way. How do you know? And we all get annoyed. If you drive, if you commute, you will be annoyed. Somebody will annoy you. How do you <laughs> right. know when it rises to a real problem? How do you know if you have a problem? One one therapist and I want to get your reaction to this, Leah. One therapist said road rage is a reflection of somebody's mental health overall. Do you agree mm, with that? Yeah. You know, I think um, when you're behind the wheel, you do feel maybe a sense of power. Um, you know, my husband taught me a trick, and I'm happy to pay this forward to your listeners. You know, when someone is goes whizzing by or whatever, of course, my first reaction is like yours, right? Like, hey, you can't do that. But it's not fair. You taught me this yeah. trick. This is not fair. We all have a strong sense of justice, right? right? Right. But he said they must have a kidney on ice. And I have taught myself <laughs> to say that. You know, we don't know what's going on in that right. other vehicle. And it's really not our job, um, you know, to police that person's behavior. I mean, do I secretly wish? that I might see them on the side of the road as, as, you know, for getting pulled over. Yes, I do. But it's not my job to do that, right? My job is to just give them their space and control what I can control. Yeah, absolutely. No, that, that is good advice. And do you have some tips when it comes to de-escalation? If you're in your vehicle and somebody is being aggressive tailgating or cutting you off, and in other words, somebody wants to make uh and an example out of you right and, and rather than moving ahead and speeding off into the distance m- maybe they're messing with you and i'm sure I'm, I'm i'm pretty sure women see more of this than men um yeah what what advice would you have for people in terms of de-escalating if you can pull in to a public spot a well-lit spot at night what other advice do you have yeah no i think those are good suggestions and 
Um, you know, I am, um, I co-lead the Minneapolis group of Moms Demand Action. So I am a mother. I have three daughters. Um, and one thing I told them growing up is if someone's bothering you, get away from them, right? That works for siblings. It works for road rage. Um, you know, easier said than done sometimes. Um, but yes, if someone is making you uncomfortable, um, it is good to know, um, you know, maybe where a fire station is. Um, besides my husband, the other person I like to quote for good advice is um, Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers. And he said, look for the helpers. And I think that's excellent advice as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe a drive through at McDonald's. I don't know how you, how you lose somebody who's aggressive. No, that's probably not a great idea. But any place there's people, if you can pull in, you know, fast food or uh, obviously if there's a police station uh, conveniently located, I don't know, you could even call 911 if somebody is really pursuing you and um, and harassing you. But um, I think we've all had those moments and it uh, when you're in the middle of it, it can be counterintuitive to disengage because, again, this as you as you mentioned this uh, desire for justice, right? Yeah, hey, this isn't yeah. fair. You're not playing by the rules. And you, at least I, want people to play by the rules. But that's never going to happen. So you have to just kind of give it up, right? And and uh, let that person go. And maybe they're having a bad day, a bad month. But uh, not risk any kind of an altercation that could escalate. These statistics are just horrific and... Um, I think you helped a lot of people today, Leah. Thank you so much. Well, I'm glad um, that you gave me the opportunity. And yes, I think, um, you know, Moms Demand Action, we're not against guns or gun owners. We're for gun safety and against gun violence. And I hope that that's um, something that everyone can get behind. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you 100%. Second Amendment rights, but responsible gun ownership and, uh, you know, people, I think some people just should not have firearms. I, I, and it, it saddens me that that's controversial, me even saying that. But I know not yeah. everybody should have one. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, we were definitely supportive of things like, um, you know, background checks on all gun sales. And, um, you know, it's interesting that you're tying the issue of guns and cars together, right? Like, yeah. you don't just turn 16 and hand a teenager a set of keys, right? They go through many hours of um, classroom training and behind the wheel and 50 hours of supervised driving with a parent. You don't just give them the keys to the car because it's a big responsibility. And so that's where, you know, we think things like background checks and firearm safety training, um, that's that's fair to ask of people. If you want to own a gun, that's fine. But, um, you know, go through those steps, make sure your firearm is stored securely. Um, you know, don't leave it in your car because, um, we know that people like to break in for cars and are convinced if they break into 10 cars, they'll find one gun. Um, and so you wouldn't want your gun, your firearm to fall into the hands of um, somebody who has negative intent. Leah, uh, the latest statistics I saw, 80% 80% of Americans support background checks for gun buyers. So, um, and look, somebody mentioned, they put it in terms that made it vivid for me. They said, look, 30,000, 40,000 Americans die in auto accidents every year. We haven't banned 
cars and trucks. Um, right. And what we did, we made them safer. And right. can, you know, does that analogy extend to gun safety? What can we do uh, to make the process safer for everybody? And that's a discussion we should have. Leo Condis, volunteer with the Minnesota chapter of Moms Demand Action. Sure appreciate you today. Uh, have a great weekend and a great spring. Thanks, Paul. Be safe out on the road. Yeah, you too. Thank you, Leah. When we come back, some stuff that made us laugh. Next. It has been nine weeks now since Vladimir Putin decided the best way to improve his international standing was to gently slide not into Ukraine's DMs, but into the entire eastern region. <laughs> and since then, the whole world has been trying to figure out what to do. And the world tried everything. Tried sanctions, tried cutting off Putin from international trade, tried blocking his PlayStation profile so he couldn't play Fortnite. <laughs> and now, finally, some countries have taken it to the next level, with Germany sending tanks to Ukraine. Yeah, which the Russians have called a major escalation. And I'll be honest, I agree with Russia on that. It is an escalation. You know, whenever German tanks show up to anything, <laughs> German tanks never show up and people are like, ah, all right, it's chilled now. <laughs> yeah, you know what it's like? It's like when a black woman takes off her earrings. <laughs> There's no way things are cooling down from there. Whatever you did wrong, you were about to pay. <laughs> and Germans showing up with tanks. <laughs> It's true, and they're donating, what, 50 tanks to the cause, I think. 50 or 60 tanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, it's it's good to remember your history. Uh, who else do we have? Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah, that's right. All right, what did he say? Yeah, we got some uh, positive news today, COVID-wise. I don't know if I believe it, seeing as how I know about 20 people who have COVID or have had it this month. But Dr. Fauci says we are no longer in the pandemic phase of the virus. We are now... Transitioning from the pandemic phase to the awkward teenage phase. So instead of. <laughs> okay, great. I know a lot of people who are sick right now with COVID. So, and you know, it, it's a milder strain generally. And most of the people I know have been vaccinated. And they're, they're doing okay. It's an, more annoying than anything else. Not the, the uh, I just, I feel like I just got run over by a truck sensation that some of my friends early on who didn't get the vaccines and the boosters that's what they said it felt like like getting run over by a truck and i said when have you been run over by a truck how do you know what that sensation is like but anyway that's when they hang up on me and that that's fine they have the freedom to do that so i'm i have my package and um i plugged in the address and it's not a house that i'm dropping off the package to no, you told me what the address is, and it's just the Chanhassen Post Office. Well, what the heck? So that's not the real, that's like the address that Amazon is supposed to deliver it to, so then the post office can deliver it further. Well, how did it wind up at my house? I don't know. Maybe your wife bought it. I don't live <laughs> It's a kind of dog food we don't, we don't order. Well, maybe right? she's trying a new kind of dog food. You should just open it and use it. No, I to, but it's still, it's stealing. No, that's it's not stealing. No, if somebody drops something off at your house and you use it, that is not stealing. I no. And so what? If if you see a twenty dollar bill and the guy in front of you, you're pretty sure it dropped out of his pocket. Well, then you give it back. But if you see a twenty dollar bill in an open field and there's nobody there, you, you go buy your friends a drink. It's yours, DJ. I'm gonna pray for you. <laughs> 
pray for your soul, and uh, I'll let you know if there's somebody at the post office. But I, I'm just going to leave it out front. If okay. there's nobody there, I'll feel yeah. better. It's going to go to waste. Good job. <laughs> but I'll sleep better at night. Hey, we'll catch you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Be safe out there. You can imagine how a thong would fit around a man's face. No.